Great opportunity to reach those that are unchurched, that uh, maybe are uh, far away from God. Uh, let's invite them, get them here. And that is on uh, December the 17th, we're having our candlelight service. And then December the 24th, which is Christmas Eve morning, uh, we are having communion service. And so I want to encourage you to be here, be a part of that, and, uh, and let's, make, let's make a life-giving difference in people's lives. Can we do that together? Amen. And then uh, also, uh, this weekend, I mean this Wednesday, not this weekend, this coming Wednesday is First Wednesday, and I want to remind you to come and be a part of that. But especially, we have some, we, we have some uh, homegrown Cajuns in the house, and, uh, and, and yeah, and uh, from Louisiana. And uh, uh, Terry and uh, Shannon are from Louisiana. They're our growth track directors. And, uh, and Terry's already taken off work, and they're going to be making uh, gumbo. And uh, they said it's not like the gumbo you get around here, so if you don't like gumbo, just come and taste it. And so they're making a huge old pot of gumbo, and come and be a part of that. And that will be taking place uh, after party, after our first Wednesday. All right? Amen? And so it would be a great, great time. All right, let's get into today's word. You know, I, I, I started, uh, actually I didn't start it. Pastor Ray, uh, we had a guest speaker last week, and he started this series called what to do when life doesn't play along. Life doesn't play along, right? If, if, you've, if you've lived in this life, you know that from time to time there's things that are going on in life. It just doesn't play along. Uh, this week alone, of course, I know that uh, I, I deal with a lot of issues, in, in, and it's common that I have uh, a lot of people that I'm walking with, uh, uh, with them through a lot of stuff in life. Uh, this this week alone, uh, or this past week and a half or so, uh, just been in our own church family. We've had uh, relatives have have passed, uh, three different relatives that passed. One of them being my own aunt, my mother's uh, uh, sister-in-law, that passed this week, and uh, just a, just a number of different things. People going through marriage problems, financial problems. Uh, you know, we've, we've had, you know, just walking through a number of different uh, scenarios with different people. And, uh, and, and it, you know, life just doesn't play along. Uh, you, you can be serving God, giving God all your heart, doing all the right things, and still things happen to you. And so what do you do when that happens? What do you do? Uh, well, here's, here's what I entitled today's message, and it's Drill Down. You drill down. I read something this week because I was, I was like, what do I, what do I name this message? I know where I'm going with it, but what do I name it? And it's like, drill down. I read something in our daily devotional. By the way, if you're not getting them, they're free of charge. They're out there. I want to encourage you, grab you one. It's at the Welcome Center. And uh, there was a story there, and I'm, I'm probably not going to uh, tell it exact. Uh, I, I read it earlier this week, but it's talking about a man during the depression, and uh, he uh, was about to lose his house. And uh, if you read that story, you, you know what I'm talking about. And he's about to lose his house, and he didn't know what he was going to do. And I think they had given him a month left, and, and uh, then they were going to foreclose on him. 
And, uh, and so anyway, what happened, uh, if I remember the story correctly, what happened is that uh, there was somebody that came to him and knocked on his door and, and they, wanted to, they wanted to lease his property to do some drilling and ended up uh, doing that and struck it. And the, the guy became a multimillionaire on property that was already owned by him. Many times we've got what it takes. We just need to drill down. And we do in Jesus Christ. We just need to drill down. And so what, I want, what I'd like to do this morning, I want to encourage people because during the, especially during the December months, for many people, it's a very difficult time. People struggling with uh, missing people that they love. Uh, many crises, it seems like ghosts. Maybe, maybe not, but it just seems like it happens during the December months. And, uh, and so, th- therefore, a lot of people are struggling emotionally and uh, just uh, processing things and, and, and not knowing how to deal with it. And, and again, we're going to be talking about what to do when life doesn't uh, play along. Well, drill down, guys. Drill down. You've got to drill down. You've got what it takes to strike it rich in Jesus. And, and, and so, just want to remind you of something that Scripture says. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible in John chapter 16, verse 33. And it says this. It says, Jesus speaking, he says, I've told you these things so that in me, say in me, in him. Now, we, got, we already have him. If you're a Christian, you, we have him. So in him, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will or you have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. Oh, my gosh. And sorrows. But be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Thank God Jesus has done that for us. So in the midst of trials and tribulations, we've got to drill down into Jesus. And so I'm going to give you actually three thoughts, three things, because that's just what I do. I just give you three things. I do that so I try to make it as simple as possible so that you can go away applying. It's not good if you can't go away and apply it to your life. It's like, wow, that, was stir- that message stirred me. It was awesome. Okay, but how do you apply it to your life? What do you do with it? Well, today I, wanna, I just want to talk to you about drilling down whenever life does not play fair. What do you do? First thing that I want to say that I've, and these are things that I do in my life and things that have proven out because I've gone through a, a variety of different crises over the years and, and I, I, could be, I could have gotten away from God from time to time. And sometimes, listen, before I even share what I'm going to share, I think sometimes we can show up to church, we can show up uh, even to prayer every day and still be distant from God. And, and we, we, we need not do that. We need to make sure that we're, we're drilling down. And, and the reason is sometimes we just get discouraged. We get uh, uh, disoriented in life. And, and life kicks our tail from time to time. And it's like, oh, what do I do from here? And sometimes we just throw up our hands and we just begin to, we just begin to exist. We go through the motions and we exist we're doing the things, but we're not progressing. We're not, we're not moving forward, not bearing fruit. We're not necessarily, doesn't seem like any way that we're going backwards, but honestly, in the things of God, you're either going forward or backwards. Uh, you're either being conformed or you're being transformed, according to Scripture. 
And so we need to make sure that we're drilling down. So how do we do that? What do we do? I, I, I thought about a story, really, uh, that I think all of us are familiar with, and it's probably more of an Easter story than it is a Christmas story, because I'm going to be talking about Lazarus today. And how do you how do you know that Lazarus he was he was he was you know he was going through life and all of a sudden he found himself in a place where he was sick and found himself dead. He was only thirty years old, Amen. and and so he was a young man when this happened. And 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 not only did he find himself in that position, but uh, he had a couple of sisters that their hearts were broken over it. They were broken over it. It's like, what happened to my brother? It's like, what's going on? And so I want, I want to pick up in, uh, in uh, John chapter 11, verse 18. We'll look at this, and it says this. Now, Beth, Bethany was near Jerusalem. Let's, it says, Beth, Bethany was near, near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined uh, the women around or joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. The first thing that I want to share in drilling down, what do we need to do to drill down, is we need to get ourselves into church. They, they had people around them, people of God around them, to help comfort them in a time of struggle. It's amazing to me how many people in the time of struggle get away from church. Get away from the place where uh, they're going to be nourished and strengthened. The, the Church, we need to understand that we're the body of Christ. When we come together as believers in worship, we're a body that comes together and, and we're receiving uh, nourishment from other parts of the body, just like your physical body receives nourishment, and not only nourishment, but also receives strength from other parts of the body. And it's no different in the same way with us, that we receive from other parts of the body when we're going through stuff. It's not a time to pull away from church, it's a time to get to church. And I cannot tell you over the 30 some odd years that I've been serving Jesus and been in ministry, how many times I've seen people during the time of crisis and time of trouble pulling away from church. Instead of drilling down, they begin to pick up and they move on. That doesn't mean they leave the church, it's just they, they move on and, and, and then they, they, they go through stuff longer than they need to go through. Your body when it's working properly, will bring healing to its place of, of, of pain or hurt quicker because it's, everything's working the way it's supposed to be. In the same way in our spiritual body. Come on now. Amen. I was talking to Miss Nancy uh, uh, this past week. And she, she's, I don't remember why the conversation came up, and, and she was going to share it this morning, but she's serving in our, in our dream team. Uh, she's serving in our nursery this morning, and so I told her I'd tell it. Uh, but she said, she said there's, been, there's two greatest days in my life, two greatest days. One is when, and she said she was right on the verge of committing suicide. And, and, and the day that she was about to commit suicide uh, she uh, and I didn't get the full sco- scoop, and, and we'll let her tell her story uh, soon. But she says Jesus Christ came into my life. That was my first greatest day. And she says the second greatest day is when. And she gave me the dates of both. And the second greatest day 
was when I came here to Church on the Move. And I thought, you've got to tell it. You've got to tell it. And and let me tell you why. Because with a a functioning body, it becomes life-giving. It begins begins to make a life-giving difference. And I understand when you're raw, when you're going through crisis and you're going through stuff and your emotions are raw and your, your mind is everywhere and you're, fat, you're fatigued because you're tired and maybe you haven't slept and maybe you're hungry because you don't feel like eating and, 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 and you just, you, you know, just everything tells you, I, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to face people. That's the time when you need to go. I, I, I remember when my little brother took his life. And, and, and I believe it happened on a Friday evening. And uh, it was either Friday evening or Saturday evening. And, uh, and I'm not going to go into all that story, but uh, that, that Sunday we were all in church, and I'm so glad that we were. The strength that we received, it's still, it's still memorable to me, the strength that we received. Let me, let, me, let me take you to a passage of Scripture that I want to just bring something out real quick, and I don't want to uh, prolong this longer than I need to because there's much that I want to share. But Isaiah, very familiar passage of Scripture, says this in Isaiah 40, 31. And it says this, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like evils, uh, eagles, They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, you you say, how does that tie together with church being planted or being drilling down and going to church? Well, it it says here, those who wait on on the Lord. In the original Greek, this is really not a good translation of this. In the original uh, Hebrew, not Greek, in the original Hebrew, Hebrew, it means this. They that gather together before the Lord, they are the ones. They're going to have their strength renewed. They that gather together as a body, when we gather together in worship to the Lord, that's when, we, that's when God moves mightily. There's just something, something that happens corporately that doesn't happen individually. Can God work individually? Absolutely does. But when, when we come together and really have an open heart, and allow God to, to minister, really minister, where we really say, God, just do whatever you want to do in the middle of my pain. When we wait on the Lord, when we come and gather together, the Bible says that he will renew our strength. That word renew in the original Hebrew means to change or to exchange. He will take your weak strength and he'll exchange it for his strength. In the middle of our corporate worship. (laughs) That's good news. And I've proven that out many times over. Over the years. Some of you know I've never missed church since I've been born again. Uh, Not one one day. I've never missed church. As far as I can recall. I I, I don't remember ever missing church. And I don't want to ever miss church. It's not a religious thing. I I love gathering with the saints. I love gathering and being together with others. Now, that's my heart. That's my conviction, not pushing it off on you. I'm just telling you, we need to go deep. Let's don't go shallow. Let's go deep. 
whenever a crisis hits in our life. And you can go shallow. And even in a church, you can come and attend on Sunday mornings. And you can receive some. But I want to encourage you to go further than that. Jump into the growth track. Jump into a small group. Jump into a dream team. Start serving. Go deep. And watch and see what God will do in your life. So first of all, we need to, we need to drill down by uh, getting ourselves in church. Secondly, the second thing I want to share is found in John chapter 11, verse 20 and 20 uh, through 25. It says, Now Martha, as soon as she had heard Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give it you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live again. Now notice her. Notice her words, what she said. Had you been here? Or I know, she kind of hinted to the present, but had, I, had, had you been here, you would have done this. And I know that in the future, you'll raise him from the dead. But I want you to see something here. The second area that we need to drill down in concerning Jesus, and this happens too in ministries I see many times in people's lives is that we need to let Jesus into our present, into our here and now. That Jesus, yes, he's, he's, you know, he sees our past, and he sees our future. But I'm here to tell you that he's a Jesus for now. That he wants to, he wants to do something miraculous in our life right now. Not just, not just, in the days to come, but he wants to, he wants to be involved right now. One of the things that we do all the time, we'll have, we'll have people come in up here and, and later on and we, we offer prayer. And because I believe that when people of faith pray for people in faith, miracles happen. And so we do that because we know that God is a right now God. That he wants to work miraculously in our lives right now. And we want to believe in believers. These signs shall follow those that believe. God's looking for our faith. He's looking for our belief. He's looking for where, where is your faith? Your faith will usher God into your present time. It will bring God into your here and now. And that's what God wants to do. And so many times they can, people cannot get past their, their circumstances, their disappointments, their, their loss or whatever. And I'm here to tell you, I understand I've experienced all kinds of loss in my life. I'm here to, un, I'm here to tell you that God has, in the middle of my loss, has shown himself strong and powerful and mighty in my present. And he wants to do that in our lives, in, in your life. Amen? And, I, and I'm, I'm t- here's, here's the natural response when, when something happens to people. They get upset, they get mad, they get discouraged, and they begin to have a pity party. And they begin to allow all of these different thoughts to enter in that, that, that clouds their spiritual judgment. Where they can't see clearly of how, how God wants to work in this or that situation. 
And it happens too often. And you might be in the middle where life is good. And praise God for that. I have news for you. You're going to have some stuff come up that you're going to have to deal with. It's going to happen. And you better be ready for it when it does. Because God wants to be present in your mess in order to bring something good out of it. Romans says it this way. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. I just wrote a, a, uh, my monthly note. Every uh, month I write a note to my grandson. I've been doing that since he was, I think, three months old. And like clockwork, every month. On the second of every month, I write him a note, like clockwork. And so last night, I was writing to him along these lines, and I, t- I, t- I told him, I said, grandson, I said, you know, this, this is what, you know, what, how life's going to uh, treat you. It's not always going to play along. There's going to be things that happen. And, and the good thing is, is that regardless of what's going on in life, God can take the worst of circumstances, the worst of situations, and he can turn them around for you. And, and, and that's the wonderful thing about being a believer, Amen. that we can turn to him. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, they just keep looking back. Jesus, had you been here? Had you been here? I know that things would have been different. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care if you're the, you're the problem, if you're the cause of your mess. Even though you may have gotten yourself in your own mess, God doesn't expect you to get out of it by yourself. He wants to help you out of it. He wants you to be present. Are you with me? Third thing I want to share with you today. Jesus, verse eleven twenty five said to her, James eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Uh, before I give you the third thought and the third point, I want to just say this. The word resurrection here in the Greek means I am the stand up and the recovery. That's, for, that's pretty powerful. You need to meditate on this. Jesus says, I am the stand-up and the recovery. Though you, you experience dead, death, I am the stand-up and the recovery. He can bring, he can be, bring recovery. He can, he can, when you fall down, he can cause you to stand right back up. When Jesus is in you, and when I say dig deep, dig deep, because Jesus Christ is in you if you're a believer... He can cause you to stand up in the middle of the worst downfall. The worst downfall, he can cause you to stand up. Amen. I'm telling you, the worst of, 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 of circumstances. So my third point is this. Let Jesus stand up within you. Let him stand up. Don't keep him down. And how do we keep him down? Doubt, unbelief, discouragement, disappointment, talking our problems rather than our answers. Focusing in on our, our circumstances rather than focusing in on our, our, our creator, our God, our Lord, our master, our king. Oh my gosh, he's the stand up and he's the recoverer. He can take your worst circumstance and he can, t- he can turn it around for good. 
doesn't matter what's, what happens. And, and let me tell you, this world is just a vapor. What you see here, it's, it's going to come and go. It's, it's going to come and go. But with him, everything lasts forever. And I'm, I'm so grateful for what he's done for me. Now, here's the thing. Many people get caught up and they struggle through life. And they don't see any way out. And, and, and you know, I talked about my little brother taking his life. I talked about uh, Miss Nancy at a point where she considered taking her life. And she was right at the verge. And I don't know the whole story, but she was right at the verge of about to take her life. And circumstances can be hor- horrendous. But I'm here to tell you, God, when you encounter him, he can change everything. And don't limit how he, how you, you know, how sometimes it takes, it takes something tragic to get our attention or tragic to change our, our view of life or our view of our circumstances. And so with that being said, I asked somebody else to tell their story today. And I'm going to ask Mr. Bill to come on up. Would you make your way up here, sir? Welcome, Mr. Bill, as he comes up. Thank you, sir. You want to come on up here? Or you want to do it from there? Okay, all right. Okay, I didn't drill down. I gave up. Let's put this way close because we're recording this. I didn't drill down. I gave up. And on December 24th, 1986, I took my old life. My old life was a life of dislikes. I felt my family would be better off without me. While my wife prepared for a huge family get-together the next day, I went into my office at home and started taking pills. My wife came to check on me and found me unconscious, sitting at my desk. She immediately called 911 and told our son to grab all the pills that scattered over the desk. When my family arrived at the hospital, they were taken to a small conference room to wait for the doctor. When the doctor came in, He told him I had been without a heartbeat for eight minutes and was gone. He left as they started dealing with the words he had just told them. Then the doctor hurriedly returned and said they had a heartbeat and I was back. He said it was a miracle and they were going to take me up to intensive care. When I began my new life, I realized I was no longer in charge and that God had taken over. I saw everything differently. I cared about people, realized the number of friends I really had, and my family was special and was there for me. My outlook on life had changed completely. And I would like to share something with all of you that if you or you know of anyone that is contemplating suicide, I have the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and I carry that phone number in my wallet at all times. If you would like that number, I can give it to you uh, later, and uh, I think everybody knows someone in crisis, and uh, that's my story, and God stepped in and sent me back. Before you, before you leave, that wasn't the first time, right? No. 
how many other times did you attempt? Twice. Twice before? And this was the time I succeeded. That was the time that you succeeded. And uh, we know life can get hard. We know that, you know, in the middle of, of just going through uh, the routine of life, that life does not, it doesn't always treat you fair. In the middle of it, if you don't drill down, sometimes you get into a place of hopelessness, as Mr. Bill did. And thank God he's here today, serving Jesus. Part of this family now, a family that loves him. And now he's part of our dream team and uh, serving on our usher team. Thank you, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. God can take your worst of circumstances and cause you to stand up and recover. It's not over until it's over. And even though, and even though it's over, it's not over. There's a life beyond this life. And I just want you to be aware of that. I tell people all the time, we're just passing through. It's a vapor. It's short. Honestly, the only thing that this earth holds for me is people. I don't care about things. It just doesn't. It, it's things. Just it's not an attraction to me. I, 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 not that I don't like things. I like gadgets, but I can live without gadgets. And uh, my love for God, and my love for people, is why I exist. That's why I live. And he took my broken life because I, there was a time when I contemplated suicide. And this whole message isn't around that, but I'm here to tell you uh, that probably more people struggle with hopelessness than not. And there's not any hopeless circumstance. Remember that he is the resurrection and the life. And I'm so grateful for that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.